welcome everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a leaning factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. Well, welcome everyone to the Church Alive Leadership Podcast. I'm your host today, Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive. Wherever you listen to this, praying that it's a blessing to you, praying that it strengthens your heart, it gets vision into your soul, equips you to actually become all that you are destined to become. I want to talk to you along this thought today, the Samuel generation. This will be a series of talks. I'm going to give you three thoughts today, three major points today. Take some notes, sit down, concentrate on it, maybe listen to it again. It's an absolutely vital talk. The Samuel generation is really a generation that I believe that God wants to raise up, Samuel being one of the most incredible prophets of the Old Testament who really served God incredibly faithfully during his life. And I believe that the Lord desires to see a Samuel generation rise up. Let me give you the backdrop, though, of Samuel. It was born at a time, Samuel was born at a time when leadership was having a character crisis. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12, now the sons of Eli's were scoundrels who had no respect for the Lord. Eli is the prophet, the head priest of God, and his sons would literally abuse the ministry platform that they had. They were immoral. They were greedy. They lacked courage. They were compromising. Watch First Samuel chapter 2, verse 17. The Bible says this, So the sin of these young men was very serious in the Lord's sight, for they treated the Lord's offerings with contempt. So because they were immoral and because they were greedy, God began to see that they were actually treating Him with contempt. But even it began to trickle down to everyone else that the people of Israel were showing up to the temple and they were starting to despise the time when they would give worship because the offerings were being misused and mishandled because of these immoral and greedy people. The other challenge was, is that their own father, Eli, he lacked the courage to discipline them properly. He talked to them at different times. He tried to correct them, but he actually enjoyed too much their greed because he would feast on what they would take from the people. So he lacked the courage, but he also enjoyed their compromise. And it is at a time when God needs a man of God to rise up. Let me tell you a quick backstory about Samuel's mother. Samuel's mother cannot have children. She has struggled. She has pain. There's massive emotional heartache. She's been crying out to God for a child and God hears her and opens her womb. And she prays this prayer of dedication that if God had give her a child, she would actually dedicate this child to God for the rest of their life. The first point I want to give you today is this, the Samuel generation is birthed in prayer. The Samuel generation is birthed in prayer. Many times God uses our pain, your pain, to seek Him with fervor, 
Because often when life is going so well, it's often pride that blinds us. We don't seem to think we need God, even though we need God desperately. Um, And it's often our success that will end up almost putting this blinder over our eyes so that we do not see what He wants us to see. So sometimes it is the pain, unfortunately, of our lives that we begin to seek God and we begin to to really sincerely seek Him. James chapter 5, verse 16, that famous passage of Scripture says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. Then it says this, the effective, fervent, Prayer of a righteous person avails much. And that fervency is so needed. It's a fire on the inside that we need to receive from God. And man, what a great prayer would simply be this. God, give me your fire for what you have for me. Give me your fire for the plans that you want me to be a part of. Give me your fire for heaven's assignment, not just for my life, but for my family and for my church. You know, prayer takes perseverance. I often say to our 5am club, we dig the well so God can send the rain. And I believe that often if we won't dig the well, God desires and God wants to send the rain, but He won't send it because the truth is we're not ready for the rain until we're ready to pay the price it takes to dig the well. The well. James 1 tells us that you have need of perseverance. Galatians 6 tells us that we're not to grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap a harvest when we do not give up. How important it is for us to be persevering. Let me say it again, the Samuel generation is birthed in prayer. My second thought to you today is this, the Samuel generation is willing to sacrifice. God desires to see people who won't serve Him half-heartedly. God, I'll give you 10% of my life or 20% of my life. Jesus died brutally on a cross and He deserves our full attention. He deserves our full worship, our full affection. He says the, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. But I want you to watch this for a second that Samuel's mother was willing to sacrifice. She receives God's answer to prayer. And then there's this amazing moment where she she raises him for a small amount of time and then she basically gives him to the priest. And, and if you're a mother of a child, I mean, you can only imagine the heart-wrenching experience that it'd be to actually give away what you'd been praying for for a for a long, long time. You're giving away your son and you're literally giving him to the Lord. And there would have been, I'm sure, nights of tears. And my goodness, this feels so hard, but I want you to see this and see God's heart in this. This woman could not have one child. God gives her one child. She gives that child away. And then what happens? God gives her five more children for the one she gave up. She went from a woman who could not have any babies to one who had six Kids, because when we let go of the lesser things, God wants to bless us with the greater things. But the Samuel generation is willing to sacrifice, willing to sacrifice. Pray through areas of your life that you struggle with in obedience. Fast sometimes through those breakthroughs where you just don't seem to be able to 
tap into God's presence. That's why we're fasting this year 10 different times on three days so that we're seeing breakthrough. Sometimes God asks you to give through just levels of comfort. He, he calls you into the realm of obedience, but then I've always found there's more joy, there's more blessing, there's more vision, and your heart expands as you begin to partner basically with God And so God will often stretch you in praying, stretch you in fasting, stretch you in giving, stretch you in serving. Man, sometimes you go serve through regular comfort, knowing that it is Jesus that is seeing and Jesus will reward you. The King does see the struggle. He does see the sweat. He does see the times when you sacrifice. And I'm telling you this, that when you serve God along the process of serving God, He deals with your attitude sometimes. He's got to prune some stuff. He's got to deal with some stuff in your heart. Man, you thought you were serving God, but actually you didn't realize you were doing it for your glory. But all along the track, God will show you, God will prune you, God will prepare you. And if you'll allow yourself to be prepared, then He can promote you. The third thought I want to give you today is this, the Samuel generation serves the Lord by serving the house. The Samuel generation serves the Lord by serving the house. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says this, Meanwhile, meanwhile, as they're telling the story of, of Eli and his two wicked sons, he says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. What's interesting and amazing about this is he is assisting someone who is actually full of compromise. He's assisting and serving someone that there's dysfunction, there's lack of character, but I want you to see this, God is still watching, God is still rewarding, God is still preparing Samuel for what he has for Samuel. The truth of the matter is that there will be leadership issues over the years in the body of Christ that can feel disappointing. It can kind of throw your faith off. You're like, man, is everyone lack character? You know, when others lack character, you can step up and you say, God, help me be a person of character. Help me despite there being some dysfunction, despite there being people doing things for the wrong reason. The truth is there will always be that, but our job is to keep our eyes on Jesus. Our job is to keep building what God is building, the house of God. Our job, our assignment is to keep building disciples And even though some leaders or some disciples may let you down, even as you're pouring out to people, keep loving, keep forgiving, keep hoping, keep empowering. And I want to let you know this again, that God is still the rewarder, that God is still the preparer, that God still sees. I want to talk to you next time again about the Samuel generation. Let's rise to become the kind of people that God can trust. That's like the prophet Samuel. My goodness, he affected generations. And if you and I will serve God with all our heart, we will be like Samuel, a Samuel generation. God bless you. May he strengthen you. May he flow through you. May he cause you to be effective. In Jesus' name.